Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Tuesday, December 5th, 2017, from Audible. Today, you'll hear these five stories. GOP's late changes to tax bill buoy key industries. Republicans feel triumph, fear tragedy. How Dollar General became rural America's store of choice. Is it time to regulate Bitcoin? And Oprah Winfrey sells part of stake in own network to Discovery. From the politics section of the Wall Street Journal, GOP's late changes to tax bill buoy key industries by Kate Davidson and Joshua Jamerson. Republican senators inserted last-minute changes into their tax overhaul bill early Saturday morning, including ones aimed at helping oil and gas companies, cruise ship operators, auto dealers, universities, and mortgage bankers. Many of the late provisions, which were blasted by Democrats, made it in with support from various interest groups. The question now is whether they survive as House and Senate lawmakers attempt to reconcile their bills into one measure that can pass both chambers. An amendment from Senator Mike Rounds, Republican from South Dakota, would exempt mortgage servicers from a potentially costly provision in the bill that would have them pay taxes up front on projected income they receive over the life of a mortgage. Current law says lenders can pay taxes as cash comes in, that is, as people make their monthly mortgage payments. The Mortgage Bankers Association, whose members include J.P. Morgan Chase and Quicken Loans, but also smaller lenders, fought for keeping the status quo. It was a win for an industry that saw big losses from other provisions, including changes to mortgage interest deduction rules and the standard deduction that filers take. Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, delivered a victory to auto dealers with an amendment aimed at preserving their ability to deduct interest on their inventory. The Senate tax plan included a provision that would scale back the ability of companies to deduct interest on their debt, something the National Automobile Dealers Association fought hard against. Mr. Paul's amendment would allow auto dealers, which typically purchase inventory through interest-only loans, to continue to deduct 100% of the interest on inventory, similar to what a House version of the bill would allow. Senator Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, who worked in the final days to secure important concessions on health care issues, struck a deal to revert the medical expense deduction back to levels that were in place before the Affordable Care Act. That would allow taxpayers to deduct medical expenses exceeding 7.5% of their income, compared with 10% under current law, for two years. While an aide to Ms. Collins said Friday the change would be available to all taxpayers, it was a win in particular for the AARP, which had lobbied to revert to pre-ACA treatment for senior citizens. Senator Dan Sullivan, Republican from Alaska, scored an important win for the cruise ship industry with an amendment striking a provision that would have raised taxes on cruise lines. A spokesman for Mr. Sullivan said the tax would have disproportionately impacted the Alaska economy and its workers, particularly in communities that rely on cruise ship tourism. Rather than give something out, Senator Joni Ernst, Republican from Iowa, offered a rare amendment designed to take something away. Hers would eliminate a provision allowing members of Congress to deduct their living expenses from income taxes while they are living and working in Washington. Confusion reigned at times Friday night as lawmakers and tax policy experts scrambled to make sense of the last-minute changes. An amendment from Senator John Cornyn, Republican from Texas, gained widespread attention Friday night after some opponents said it would provide a huge windfall for private equity firms. In fact, it didn't relate to private equity firms at all but instead dealt with the tax treatment of foreign profits, and it never made it into the bill. Mr. Cornyn did wrap a separate amendment into the bill that would primarily benefit oil and gas companies, a major industry in Mr. Cornyn's state, 
which had been blocked from receiving a new low tax rate for pass-through businesses, such as partnerships and S-corporations. A last-minute change from Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, that would have benefited a single Michigan college also drew criticism from Democrats. Four Republicans later joined Democrats to strike the provision from the bill. The provision would have exempted any school that doesn't take certain federal funding from a new excise tax on university endowments. It's quite reasonable, Mr. Toomey said Friday night. A college that chooses not to put that imposition on federal taxpayers ought to be able to be exempt from this tax. Democrats pointed out that the conservative-leaning Hillsdale College in Michigan was the only school that doesn't take federal funding that has a large enough endowment to face the tax. Four Republicans, Senators Deb Fisher of Nebraska, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, John Kennedy of Louisiana, and Ms. Collins, voted in favor of the amendment from Senator Jeff Merkley, Democrat from Oregon, to strike Mr. Toomey's language. In the end, the Senate bill set the threshold for the new excise tax at $500,000 a student, up from $250,000, for now sparing Hillsdale and other schools. Some amendments that appeared set for inclusion in the final bill were ultimately left out. Senator Orrin Hatch, Republican from Utah, offered a provision that would have allowed tuition payments to religious schools to be treated as charitable deductions if 30% of the school's instruction each academic year consists of qualified religious instruction. The amendment appeared in the final version of the bill posted online, with a giant X scrawled across it. From the politics section of the Wall Street Journal, Republicans feel triumph. Fear, Tragedy, by Gerald F. Seib. In the era of President Donald Trump, when up can be down and down can be up, it's no surprise that the Republicans' hour of great accomplishment also is their hour of great peril. That is precisely where things stand as a new week dawns upon a thoroughly changed political...